0: What is the definition of time management and why do we need to manage time thoughtfully? And can you learn how to find greater balance in life by being considered about how you use your time? That's what I'm talking about this week here on Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast that teaches you how to look after your well-being. So get comfortable and let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 202 of Let's Talk About Mental Health and thanks so much for joining me as I talk about time management and mental health. I'm Jeremy Godwin and I share practical tips you can apply immediately based on quality research and my own experience of learning to live with anxiety and depression after a breakdown in 2011 that changed my life. Each week I teach you simple ways to improve one specific aspect of your well-being. In this episode, I'll be talking about what time management is, why good time management is essential for your mental health, and how to manage your time in an effective way for the sake of your mental well-being. So, let's talk about time management. William Penn once wrote, Time is what we want most, but what we use worst. Now, aside from the fact that he lived in the late 1600s, when just popping out to buy a new hat would have required advanced planning and enough supplies for a three-week round trip to the nearest town, Penn's words still echo through time and remain just as relevant today, if not more so. We spend so much time trying to find more time in our already busy lives where there never seems to be enough time. Just do a quick search on YouTube for time management And you'll be bombarded with hundreds of thousands of videos, many of them having millions of views each. I mean, why are we so obsessed with time? Of course, the philosophical answer is that we're always aware of just how precious our time is. Whether we realize that consciously or just subconsciously is a subject for a much bigger conversation, which I'll reserve for another day. And so we feel compelled. To make the most of the time we have available. It also probably has a lot to do with the kind of collective go, go, go mindset so prevalent in our culture nowadays, especially on social media. And sometimes it almost feels like rest and downtime are dirty words because they're things that take us away from hustling to earn enough money to afford avocado on our toast so that we don't cry about the price of property. Or, you know, just basics like groceries in this ridiculous economy where the price of everything is out of control. Time is, of course, all relative. Sometimes it speeds by, especially when we're having fun. And sometimes it drags on, like when you're stuck in a dull meeting. Or when you're waiting for something or someone. Like Madonna pointed out in her song, Hung Up, back in 2005, When she declared that time goes by so slowly for those who wait, regardless of what's going on in your life, being able to take charge and manage your time effectively and efficiently while still keeping plenty of room to actually enjoy your life is a fundamental and critical skill for good mental health. One of the things I talk about a lot in this show is the idea of embracing simplicity and finding balance in everything you do. And today, I'm going to talk you through how to make the most of every day in a way that allows you to make the most out of life, rather than just keeping your head above water. Let's first get ourselves speaking the same language with some definitions. So let's talk about what is time management? Broadly speaking, time management refers to the process of organizing and planning, how to divide your time between specific tasks or activities. It's all about figuring out how to manage all the things you need to do each day, and then getting things done in the most efficient way possible. Ideally, the aim is to achieve more, reduce stress, and improve your work-life balance. So, what's the relationship between time management and mental health? At first glance, you might think, how on earth do these two relate to one another? But trust me, they're like two pieces of a jigsaw puzzle that fit together quite snugly. Here's the crux of it. Time management isn't just about being punctual or meeting deadlines. Effective time management is about structuring your life in a way that gives you a sense of control, purpose and balance, all of which have a direct link to how you feel mentally. For example, when you have a solid handle on what you're doing with your time and you feel capable of doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done, you tend to feel a lot more in control of your life. This control over your life, also referred to as a sense of agency, can drastically reduce feelings of stress and overwhelm. Imagine the difference between scrambling to find time to complete tasks at the last minute versus having a structured plan. The former will probably leave you feeling frazzled and under pressure, whereas the latter gives you a roadmap and with it a clearer mind. Good time management also gives you a sense of achievement and satisfaction there's something deeply fulfilling about ticking tasks off a list. One of my favorite things is to get to the end of the day and tick the final thing off my list, then throw that piece of paper away. Proper time management allows you to set achievable goals, and each time you accomplish one, you get a boost of dopamine, our brain's feel-good neurotransmitter. Over time, this sense of accomplishment. Can help to contribute to greater self esteem. Managing your time well means fewer mistakes from double bookings or missed deadlines, which helps keep anxiety at bay. Plus, it's not all about work. We need to make space for our hobbies, for chill out time, and for catching up with our favorite people. After all, social well being plays a very important role in better mental health. And by planning out when we need to work on what, We give our days a bit more purpose, helping us feel like we're steering our own ship towards what matters to us. The thing is that we live in a very fast paced world where we're constantly bombarded with information and tasks. Let me share something from an article by Frontiers for Young Minds. It's linked in the transcript, which is available for free at ltamh.com in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. The quote is, scientists have found that an average person living today processes as much as 74 gigabytes in information a day. That's as much as watching 16 movies through TV, computers, cell phones, tablets, billboards, and many other gadgets. Every year, it's about 5% more than the previous year. Just 500 years ago, 74 gigabytes of information would be what a highly educated person consumed in a lifetime through books and stories. And again, that's linked in the transcript. So, I don't know about you, but that statistic makes my head want to explode. No wonder the pressure we feel from society to do it all feels so intense because our brains are already so busy processing all that data coming at us from every angle. However, by mastering time management, you're essentially setting clear boundaries, which is crucial for your mental space. Plus, having that balance between work Personal pursuits and social activities promotes healthier social interactions and relationships which are foundational for mental well-being. Basically, effective time management isn’t just a productivity tool, it's a fundamental part of good mental health. It allows you to navigate the complexities of modern life with a clearer head, a more centered heart and a spring in your step. And who wouldn’t want that? Effective time management is like having a trusty map for your journey through life. So you can take things one day at a time, one step at a time. You can anticipate challenges, stick to detailed plans, and even when things get hectic, you've got a system to help you continue making progress. So now let's talk about why good time management is essential for your mental health. And it's essential because time management and mental health are interwoven, much like the threads of a tapestry. When you manage your time effectively, you're not just keeping a schedule. You're actively cultivating an environment for yourself that's favorable for good mental health. There are a few reasons why, so let me explain. First, it's about self-empowerment and control. At the very heart of it, time management provides a sense of control over your life knowing that you're the one steering the ship, rather than just being tossed around by the waves, can empower you and make you feel a lot less at the mercy of external circumstances. It's also about reduced stress. Overcommitting yourself and having to deal with last-minute rushes can amp up your stress levels. Over time, high stress levels can lead to a wide range of physical and mental health issues. With good time management, tasks and responsibilities are spread out and prioritized, making them a lot more manageable and less anxiety inducing. Then there's the benefits in terms of supporting quality rest. When you manage your time well, it's a lot easier to allocate dedicated slots for relaxation and rejuvenation, which are absolutely necessary to recharge your batteries on a regular basis. This ensures that you're not always on the go and that you give your mind the break it truly deserves. And please remember that a rested brain works far better than a tired and frazzled one. Moving on, time management also serves as a buffer against overwhelm. Life with all of its unpredictabilities can sometimes throw us curveballs. Effective time management can help protect you from the full force of things by providing you with the flexibility to handle unforeseen challenges without feeling swamped or overburdened. It can also help you find a better work-life balance and help you to be more mindful and present in the current moment. Building an effective yet simple time management strategy for yourself can have a range of benefits for both your professional and personal lives. Professional benefits include increased productivity. When tasks are prioritized and you have a clear idea of what needs to be done and when, there's a greater sense of direction which can help to keep you focused and also avoid procrastination. Another benefit is improved professional image. I mean, let's just state the obvious here. An efficient and productive person is going to be viewed much more favorably than someone who hardly ever does any work. Being punctual and consistently meeting deadlines can improve your professional standing, making you come across as reliable and committed. And with tasks being handled efficiently and on time, you'll find there's more room to take on new challenges or projects which can lead to professional growth and development. Next, reduce job stress. I juggle multiple jobs each week. I'm a writer, a mental health counsellor and coach, a podcaster and a YouTuber. But even with all of that on the go, I manage to stay fairly stress-free because I plan things out and manage my time carefully. With tasks broken down and scheduled, work becomes so much more manageable. This can drastically reduce job-related stress and the burnout that often comes with it. It also helps you to set and maintain clear boundaries, which can ensure you have the time you need to rest and recharge. On a personal level, some of the benefits include better relationships. By deliberately setting aside time for loved ones, your relationships can flourish. And it means that you're not constantly rushed allowing for genuine connections and deep conversations. Next, more time for yourself. With effective time management, you're better able to carve out moments for yourself, whether that's for a hobby, a walk, or simply some quiet introspection. This me time is invaluable for recharging your batteries. Next, improved emotional health. With time set aside for self-care, reflection, and relaxation, you can process your emotions better, leading to improved emotional well-being. So, an effective yet simple time management strategy can offer you a range of positive benefits. The main thing to remember, though, is to keep it simple. You don't need to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on courses or books to teach you how to make the most of your time. The beauty of keeping it simple is that it's accessible and easy to stick to, which can work wonders for your mental, emotional, and social well-being. So how do you do that? Well, let's first take a quick break to hear from the brands who help me create this show each week. And welcome back. Now, let's get into the how-to part of today's episode and let's talk about how to manage your time in an effective way for the sake of your mental well-being. Okay, so let me first be clear that I am definitely not trying to be any type of productivity guru like Ali Abdal or Thomas Frank. You can tell I watch a lot of YouTube. I'm simply looking to give you tips that can help you focus on what should hopefully be your main priority and that's your mental health. Some of the things I suggest to you will be helpful, others may not. Feel free to go and explore the heavily saturated world of time management and productivity to find tools and techniques that work for you. So my first tip is to do a regular brain dump. You know that meme that's been going around for a while now with all the people on one of those stand-up spinning rides where the two goths are dancing aggressively in the middle? If I can find it, I'll include it in this week's video, which is linked in the episode description, by the way. Anyway, that's what my brain tends to do when I have a lot on my mind. Thoughts go round and round and round and round until either I want to throw up or something goes spinning out of my head at the speed of light, never to be remembered ever again. The best way to prevent that is to write down everything that's on your mind, including things you need to do or want to do, and add any relevant information you need to remember so that you don't actually have to remember it. Never rely on your memory for things. It's too easy to get distracted and forget. That leads to my next point, prioritise. And I went over this recently in episode 200 about making progress. So I'll try not to spend too long on it. But basically, you need to figure out the urgency and importance of all those things you have to do. Because I guarantee you that only some of them are urgent or important. I have lots of things I would like to do. But I have to be realistic about prioritizing what really matters in the time I have available so that I'm not working 16 hours a day and wearing myself out. Basically, if it matters, then make it matter. And if it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. So park it for the future or discard the task entirely. Use that priority list for my next point. Create a big picture plan and work backwards. So, what I mean here is to figure out all the stuff you need to and want to get done over the space of a year, then work backwards to figure out how and when you'll get that done. That means breaking the year into four quarters and allocating when things are going to be due and when you'll be working on them, then breaking each quarter down into months and doing the same. You can even break it down into specific weeks if you like, but I'll be coming back to that in a moment regardless. This simple yet effective approach gets you thinking about the bigger picture and it also helps you to see the timeline of when steps need to be taken to achieve things or to meet deadlines. This master list is then what you use for my next tip Weekly review and daily planning. So, at the start of each week, you just take the list you created covering yearly, quarterly, and monthly tasks, and you map out what needs to be done that week. Then you break it down into days. At the start of each day, grab a piece of paper or a post it note, which is what I use and write down the main three to five things you need to achieve that day, then work your way through it. For example, I know that Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the days when I need to write the podcast episode. So I have those written down on those days, along with small steps I need to do to stay on track with bigger picture goals, like this morning, I needed to write several outlines for a thing I'm working on and tomorrow I'll be fleshing out one of the outlines. If I follow the steps when they're due, the work gets done without my head going into meltdown. Planning is a topic I covered back in episode 113, so you may find that helpful if this is something you struggle with. Okay, next, be realistic about how much you commit to. So many people say yes to more than they can actually handle. Don't be one of them. Take some time to think things through before you commit to new things and consider letting go of anything you're currently dealing with that is too much to handle or which takes you away from the stuff that really matters. Okay, next time blocking, which simply means dedicating specific blocks of time for specific activities. I have chunks of time scheduled out in my diary for writing, recording, etc. And I don't allow any meetings or client appointments to be booked during those times. Those are my core weekly tasks, and they're directly aligned to what truly matters to me, as in producing the content I do each week. So those tasks get protected at all costs. Having some dedicated time for tasks, including relaxation, can reduce anxiety and help create a more predictable routine, which can be reassuring. Plan your day or week in advance by allocating specific time slots for each task or activity. And that leads to my next tip, schedule regular breaks, because you need a break to give your brain time to process things and to prepare you for whatever you're working on next. Breaks help to rejuvenate you and can boost your overall productivity by preventing burnout during long stretches of work. So schedule breaks into your routine and make sure you take them. Okay, next, set and maintain clear boundaries, which means defining specific times for work, relaxation, and your personal pursuits and sticking to them. Achieving work-life balance simply means learning how to balance work and life. Nobody can do that for you except you, and it may involve learning how to be more comfortable with saying no if and when you need to. I covered boundaries back in episode 53, and I talked about how to say no in episode 105, so you might find those helpful. And then to wrap up, here are some quick tips for you to think about, starting with Organize your workspace so it's easy to find things and free of unnecessary distractions. This helps you feel calmer and more in control. Next, start each day with the most challenging task. Tackle the most daunting or difficult task first thing. It gets it out of the way when your energy levels are generally higher. Next, use the two-minute rule. Which is, if something takes less than two minutes, do it immediately. This takes care of small tasks that can otherwise pile up and become sources of stress. Next, keep time for the unexpected. Because there will inevitably be things that pop up and need your urgent attention. Having buffer time can reduce stress when unexpected tasks arise. So, leave some space in your schedule each day. Next use technology wisely, especially social media, because it's a massive distraction from doing what you need to do. Limit your access, put your phone in another room, or even use app blockers so you're forced to focus on whatever you should be working on, rather than going through a roundup of the latest memes. Trust me, you'll get to see them. Next, avoid multitasking, because it doesn't work. All you're doing is splitting your attention across multiple things, and that can reduce the quality of the work, plus make things take longer. So focus on one thing at a time in order of priority. Next, ask for help. Especially if you're overwhelmed or struggling, it's far better to put your hand up and request assistance than to try and muddle your way through, which just leads to stress. Next, set clear deadlines so you know exactly when things are due and can stay on track. This gives you a clear time frame and can reduce prolonged stress. Next, reward yourself with a treat or a break after you complete tasks, especially challenging ones. It motivates you and it can make the work process a lot more enjoyable. Next, regularly review and reflect, so you can figure out what's working and what isn't, And make changes accordingly. Don't forget that things change often. So, what worked yesterday might not be as effective today. And you can find tips on how to get your to do list under control in order to reduce stress in my latest video. It's out now on YouTube and Spotify, and it's linked in the episode description. Because when it comes to time management and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Managing your time isn't just about ticking boxes and getting things done. It's about cultivating a mental space where clarity and calm reign. When you master your minutes and harness your hours, you're not just optimizing your day, but also nurturing your mind. By steering your days with intention, you can pave the way for reduced stress, renewed focus, and a greater sense of balance in your life every tick of the clock is an opportunity to manage your time efficiently and effectively so you can eliminate time wasters and get more done in less time keep it simple work on things one step at a time and remember to always focus on what really matters the choice is yours as it is with all things related to your well-being so what choice will you make today. Each week, I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by an unknown author, and it is, your future is created by what you do today, not tomorrow. Let me repeat that. Your future is created by what you do today, not tomorrow that's nearly it for this week next week i'll be talking about fatigue i don't know about you but being utterly exhausted can be the most draining thing physically mentally and emotionally and fatigue or low energy is a common symptom of many mental health conditions regardless of what your situation is learning how to navigate through the tiredness and exhaustion can seem daunting So that's what I'm going to explore next time. I'll be talking about what fatigue is and what it isn't, why understanding fatigue matters, and how to manage fatigue for the sake of your well-being. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday, the 29th of October, 2023. For more tips, watch my weekly video on YouTube and subscribe to my newsletter, Thursday Thoughts, plus find me on Instagram at LTA Mental Health, where I post daily. Along with my other account, it's Jeremy Godwin, full of tips for better mental health. And support my work, plus get early access to ad-free episodes on Patreon. You'll find all of those linked in the episode description or just visit ltamh.com. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. Let's Talk About Mental Health is an independent program proudly produced by Reconnaissance Media, helping you find meaning and gratitude. For more information, visit reconnaissancemedia.com.